Hello, and welcome to the Push to Shout podcast. I think this is episode 33. It's very late. Uh, my name is Skippy. I'm Brutal. And uh, we are going to talk a lot about E3 coming up. The special E3 Nostradamus Prediction Edition. Exactly. That's what we're going to call the podcast on the on the webpage. Um, basically, okay, Mike has been gone for like the last week on a mm. cruise or something, booze cruise, and uh, I had to hold on my own last week with a podcast of my own. It actually went pretty well. I had some good questions and stuff. Uh, yeah, it, I heard that uh, everybody hated it and wanted the well, podcast to be deleted. Well, you know, there's always the loud minority. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about E3 mostly. I, I guess, well, actually, we should get just out, really quick out of the way, since this is a numbered podcast. We have to have the Maybe. section in which... We, we, we agreed to give up on this yeah. organized shit. But anyway, we should talk about our weeks. I'm going to talk a little bit. Actually, I'm not going to talk much about it at all. But I, I mentioned that Project Cars, first I mentioned that it was shit, like about a month ago probably when I first got it, uh, because everything about it was terrible and I hated it. Uh, I've given it more chances, and although it is still a piece of shit, uh, when it's working, it's a fun game. It's just the Glowing. fact that it... Review. It it barely ever works. Uh, I have to constantly control alt delete and end the process because it gets stuck on loading screens. And sometimes, like if I if you alt tab out of that game, something's going to happen in, in which you're going to have to restart the game every time. And which it's 2015. I I, I want to alt tab out of my games without having to worry about it. God damn it. And uh, I don't know. It, the physics are also really wonky, and so there's some weird audio issues, and like the cars scrape against the ground in a way that they shouldn't, and it's just it, you, you try to cut an apex, and you go up on the curb, and your car spins out, and that doesn't happen in real life, and it's just ugh! It, it, as someone who has raced cars in real life, it, it drives me a little crazy uh, to play that game, but, but if you get in a good online server, it's really fun to beat people and have good races, and, and the community seems pretty good. Like, they don't just crash you and shit. Uh, people actually try to race, so it's... I, I like the game, I just wish it would play right. Yeah, well... I have no interest in racing games, and yeah, I don't that, blame that. Like this would not be one I would want to start with. Yeah, well, I yeah, definitely. If you were if you're starting out in a racing game, this would not be a good one to start out with. Like, so part of my problem was that I was having like all the cars were really hard to control. Like, you'd start accelerating and you'd spin out and shit, and it was like, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. I I realized that the game is a little more realistic than I thought it was. And when you first exit the pits, your tires are still cold, which means you don't have very much grip and you have to warm up your tires. And so that was throwing me off and I would quit before I would warm up my tires because I was so frustrated with the way the car was handling. <laughs> so it take, it took a little getting used to, but I, I, I'm enjoying the game while it's working. I just, God damn it. That's a terrible, I guess port or whatever. I don't know if they ported it over from consoles or it just seems really messed up. But, uh, other than that, I don't know. I played a little bit of the, more of The Witcher 3. That's still a good game. Not much else to say about that. And nice. uh, not not a whole lot else, I guess. I didn't play many video games out on the uh, the ocean, the Alaskan seas. But um, I did download a DS emulator for my phone. And I started playing um, Phoenix Wright, the first Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney game. Nice. Have you played that? At, no, like I, I, I really... I know about I was it. expecting 
I know it was kind of goofy, but I was expecting something a little more serious, and I'm kind of glad that it wasn't. Um, I was basically just looking for a game that could be easily played with an imprecise touch-based control scheme, um, and Phoenix Wright is basically perfect for that because there's nothing that's like time-constrained or anything based on dexterity. Uh, but it, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's so silly. Just the, the massive leaps in logic and just how the, how the courtroom works at all. It's like this really <laughs> weird fictional world where every trial has to end in three days. If it does, if it has to end in three days, there has to be a verdict, period. And so the, the attorneys are, have like officers of the court and they have badges and they do their own investigations. It's just all very silly, but it's kind of exactly how, you would translate a courtroom setting into game mechanics because if to actually do the kind of legal paperwork and all that shit you can't do realism with with a courtroom you can do realism with military i, I guess because there's an easy way to interact that way but you know it works it works well yeah it's very goofy but it's fun and um something else yeah i started watching the sopranos i had never seen the sopranos but yes it, it's so good and uh, it is wow i i kind of knew i knew that it was like the, the seminal tv show that made good tv shows a thing that there was really nothing of that quality before the sopranos uh no mad men no breaking bad mad men was actually created by one of the writers on that show i mean yeah. that was the show that created the genre of prestige tv yeah before before sopranos was a thing drama on television was almost entirely like soap operas or comedies that occasionally had dramatic episodes and or it just like, wasn't yeah we're like those um like cop dramas and things like that sure yeah which were basically soap operas yes <laughs> but yeah i knew it had that all that influence but i didn't know that it was actually probably the best one like that that yeah it, i mean it's it's just so it's okay i could talk about it forever and i don't want to because it's e3 time but <laughs> yeah one thing i i wasn't expecting was how fast it moved i was expecting like a more subdued kind of madmanish kind of pace but it's not at all it's it's it moves quickly and stuff happens but it's not just plot 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 they yeah. let you think about it and even though some of it's a little blunt they still keep it a little subtler than mad men and uh wow it's it's such a great show i can't yeah wait it's to, it's to more subtle that. than mad men but it has more like actually meaningful metaphors and stuff than say breaking bad like it's yes. it, it cuts like like those two shows i like to compare them because they're so opposite in in some of the ways that they're designed and 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 sopranos is almost like right in the middle and it's very Oh God! It it is it is a wonderful. It's like you're watching a movie, but the movie extends hours and really, hours and really hours is. and hours. And um, the the most important thing for me is that there's lots of shows. Like I remember when I watched the first episode of Mad Men, I wasn't like immediately hooked. Like I didn't no, have yeah, to watch the not. next one immediately. But The Sopranos instant instantly hooked. I just, I just haven't stopped watching it since I started. So, the Ducks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it was so. That it was so in your face, but it worked, and because yeah. they frame it with the psychologist, you can buy into the sort of blunt psychological analysis they do. It's great. It's great. It's yeah, great you can tell how like Mad Men got influenced by mm -hmm. its psychological stuff. Absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I love it. How far are you? I don't want to talk too much about it. But I'm I do season want to two, episode four. Okay, so you know, like, so you've gotten to the gist of how the seasons build up to a climax, and then yes. the climax kind of is like, it's like getting knocked in the back. You're like, and then nothing happens, or, or like, it's yeah. just, it's underwhelming, but not in a disappointing way. It's it's kind of like The Wire in that way. Yeah, The Wire yeah. and The Sopranos are probably closer to each other than than it is to like Mad Men or Breaking Bad. I think. Yeah. Um, great fucking show i i i'm so glad you're watching that yeah um all right let's and, yeah nothing else really worth talking about it was cold and rainy you know like, that's <laughs> it looked, really it looked like you went that. to some cool places i saw the pictures that... yeah they were neat uh when when the sun was out it was pretty neat <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay let's jump right in to e3 um quite a bit to talk about i don't really know how this is yes. gonna go i don't really know how to do a preview so, podcast but we'll figure it out we may as well talk about what already happened um yeah so we're kind of this is midday or not really midday the only thing that's notable that's happened is the smash direct the nintendo direct for smash mm-hmm. they're putting roy in the game actually they're putting all this content in today it's already out they just released it all today ryu is in the game um, from Street Fighter, and Roy from Super Smash Bros. Melee is back. But the only one really re- interesting is Ryu, because they changed the control scheme just for him, or he has a unique control scheme that no other character does, that you don't just exercise, uh, not exercise, execute his special moves by pressing the B button. You actually do, like, Street Fighter-style inputs where you rotate mm-hmm. the control stick and press A. But they reward you for doing it that way. Like, it's more powerful if you do it that way. That I don't really like that, personally, just because... Well, it sounds like a neat concept. I Well, I think it'd be better if that was the only way to do it. Right. But when... It's so much easier to do it one way, but it's just like slightly worse. It's it's kind of I don't know. It's not like it's practically horrible, but it's like a psychological thing for me. I know what I you don't... mean because it's like it's like you're playing the character the way that you play Smash, but you know that you're not quite as good as you could be because you're not playing it the mm-hmm. quote unquote right way, even though the right way is the wrong way, kind of. I, I I can I can understand where you're coming from. Uh, yeah, that's basically. God damn, I love watching Smash. I love watching the the latest. I love watching the Wii U version. It's 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 just it's so satisfying to watch someone like get one of those like I don't know what they even call them like the special moves and shit. Um, I, that looks that that is one of the main things that would get me to buy a Wii U if I do buy like if I buy a next gen console, it will almost definitely be a Wii U, and that would be a, a major factor in that. But uh. uh yep. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm willing to shell out. I don't know if they announced anything else. I mean, they did. There's other like costumes and shit, but nobody cares about that. I don't think yeah. Nintendo announced much else. There, I wouldn't expect them to, right? Considering it's like two days before their actual yeah. conference. Um, and part of that is probably influenced by the fact that Roy and Ryu leaked like a couple days ago. So yeah. you know, may as well drop it now. And like, uh, and I think about an hour from when we're recording this, uh, there's going to be the Smash tournament. Or, or I don't know what what are they calling it Smash, I don't know. But uh, that's that features someone from my hometown, Birmingham. So I, I might actually tune into that and root for that guy. Seems cool. Um, well, yeah. I mean, like the the local Smash communities are like really tight. I don't know. I've never been to any of them, I, but yeah, from what I, I, I read, to do some like research. The, I need to the find out to watch, what's happening. The thing to watch is the documentary. There's if you just search Smash Bros documentary, just watch the first episode. 
it's really good. And I didn't give a shit about it competitively at all before watching that. But that is just like the perfect way to get into that. It's really yeah. cool. Like they're, they're really tight knit, like the West Coast people and the East Coast people. And they have their crews and like, oh, these, this is the Jersey. The Jersey people are going against the Carolinas. We got, I love like, that. it's really that kind of competition, which is more interesting to me. Than, yeah. And I know, I know lots in the of other South, esports. I know there's, there's a big thing in the South. Like there is a popular, uh, fighting game community in the, in the South. And I would love to just go to one of those events, even though I know nothing about like fighting games really. Um, cause they get so into it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, it looks yeah, really it's, entertaining. It's less like, I don't want to say black, but it's less. Well, yeah. Black there's a lot, especially than, in the South. Than other fighting games. Um, <laughs> in the South, there is a lot. Like the part, it is it, a black thing for some reason. I don't know. Like, Black yeah. people play fighting games instead of other kinds of games. Like, not Call of Duty. Like, you, black of, people play fighting games and white people play Call of Duty. <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing, but it is. Part of what makes the, just as an, on like, as an eSport, what makes it so much more interesting to me than, um, than like CSGO or anything is the only way you can play that game seriously at all is locally like you have to be in a room with the other person you're playing against unless you're doing like some weird janky emulated net play online like you're there people are talking to each other talking shit and it's great it's great to watch it's way more entertaining than like these dota csgo online esports where where when it feels like when they're in a room for competition they barely interact and that's not how they normally play you know yeah, it's a different uh, environment, a better environment, personally, to watch. I know, I know that the viral "Who Bitch This Is" video uh, <laughs> was in Huntsville, Alabama. So, so I know that there's uh, some exciting stuff going on in my home state. Um, all right, back to E3. Uh, there, there were a couple of other things that have kind of happened before the conference because they've either been leaked or announced or both. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll get to those as we go through it. I think. Uh, but tonight there is. The Bethesda conference, the first yes. big conference, I would say. Um, Bethesda's first conference of all time. And uh, it turns out, from the leaks and stuff, they actually have a lot to show beyond Fallout 4. Um, yes. There's I'm some most interesting... Excited. I'm most ahead. excited for Dishonored 2. Because yeah. Dishonored, I love Dishonored. It, so I'm excited for a sequel. I think I, I think I bought Dishonored, but I never got around to playing it. Uh, it's, it really is worth it. It's a yeah. good game. It's it not, seems... you know, game of the year, the most excellent shit ever, but it's really fun. It's great. Um, another thing that was leaked is Prey 2. Uh, and there's a kind of a story behind this one because a couple years ago at E3, actually, I think it might have been three years ago at E3, uh, there was a Prey 2 trailer that was phenomenal. Uh, it, it, it had nothing to do with the original Prey except the fact that there were aliens. Uh, and, um, it was going to be like you're a bounty hunter in an alien, like kind of almost like like a dystopian Blade Runner kind of world, and uh, and you hunt down bounties, and it looked really neat. It was a cool idea, and then they showed some gameplay. I think the next year, and then it was canceled, like kind of out of nowhere. Nobody really expected it to just be canceled, and uh, and I predicted that this year they might. They might show Prey too, and it looks like that might actually happen, according to leaks. But they they don't know if it'll actually be called Prey Two or if it'll just be an entirely new game. Uh, it looks like they're gonna kind of 
decide on uh, making it a new IP or something, which I think is the right route to go because it has nothing to do with the original Prey, and the original Prey has no meaning to most people. <laughs> I haven't I haven't played it, but it uh, looked, some like the clips I've seen look cool and really yeah, strange. It was but, one of those games that was coming out in like I think the era where first person shooters were uh, really popular and becoming kind of innovative in really weird ways. Uh, and it had like portals and stuff that was kind of neat, but like it wasn't stuff that other games weren't doing. Like other games had done portals and stuff, and and so it was just kind of I I don't know. I don't think it ever got really popular. I I never played it, but I I I've seen a lot of it. I had friends that played it. Um, I don't know. There's not much to say about the original Prey, but Prey Two would have nothing to do with that except kind of the setting, but not really. <laughs> um, that looks cool. Uh, we I just realized that we haven't had a chance to talk about the Fallout Four. Anything That's about true. Fallout 4. Have you seen the trailer? I have. Uh, what did you think? Okay. I think it looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, uh, okay. Well, where do you start? Uh, it's kind of like Mr. B-Tung, when he was talking about Skyrim and the marketing for it, he made a good point that it didn't bear well when uh, it didn't bode well when they were talking about the dual wielding and, oh, there's going to be dragons, because it doesn't really make good promises about what the actual RPG content will be. And that's basically what's going on. They show you a zany-looking ship city and the robot and look at the the cow. But (laughs) they make decisions that kind of ruin things for me. Like, they show you the pre-war era, and you're going to be able to play that i guess it might be like the intro sequence or something regardless i kind of like that being a mystery that that was gone and now you're here it i think that sucks i think it sucks to put you back in the actual pre-war time yeah i I know what you mean there was though i mean like in fallout 3 there was a mission where you you go into a holographic pre-world thing but that was really well done because it was one fake and two kind of what programmers wanted to remember that world as and it it was black and white and it was clearly artificial and had its own it was its own thing it wasn't just this is what life was like before it was very strange and off kilter yeah i found it very off this is just the world before the nukes fell which is not something i wanted to see i found it weird that they kept switching between them because it was just like i i got what they were doing like look it's new and old new and old but like I, it just you're right it, it, i think of fallout i think of the apocalypse i don't think of i don't think of how the world was before because i mean honestly part of what i don't really like about those games that much i i should like this almost but it's not really what i want from that kind of game i think they have a really it's very it's a very quirky world that they've built uh the whole the way that technology is and the way that everything's stylized and it's kind of like retro futurism I'm not a huge fan of the goofiness of it. Uh, and showing the world before the apocalypse really, I feel like that's going to uh, kind of show I that think, goofiness in a weird way that, that will be really off-putting to me. I'm also afraid of that part, but for a different reason. I'm afraid they're going to do it seriously, which is what it seems like they're doing. <laughs> like, it'll be this tragic origin story for the character. and yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah, because they showed a baby no, being born. Who cares? Exactly. And then, uh, I don't know. Have you played Fallout One and Two? 
No. Those, I think, did it right. The Like, it was pretty serious, and the little goofy bits were rare, and they were spread out, and they were interesting when you found them. It, like, Fallout 3 cranked that up super, super high and made that, like, what Fallout was about. Like, ooh, look at the goofy-looking vault boy. Look at his silly smile and your silly watch. And everything is, rep- you know... It was kind of yeah. cr- not creepy, but um, I don't know. It part of that grungy look that the Infinity Engine had. I think that's what it was called. The engine gave some of the goofier elements of a very kind of I don't know, tr- not tragic, but gritty. Yeah, retrofuturism instead of silly retrofuturism. Well, it's like I, uh, the impression that I get from Fallout Three is that you had different developers with different ideas of what they wanted the game and the style and the setting yes. to be. And so you had some missions that would be entirely serious and, and, and then they'd tell a good story, but they'd be, you know, you're playing in an open world. You can play them whenever you want. And so they'll be surrounded by crazy goofy stuff that doesn't fit that, that feeling at all. And, and then you get stuff like, okay, like the, the famous vault boy or pit boy or whatever his name is. Um, Actually, he's not called uh, pit boy. The pit boy is the <laughs> yeah. watch. He's called vault boy. Yeah. I can't wait for the uh, comments. When, when uh, people say that I want to kill. kill um, <laughs> the, that like that little character would be a really eerie kind of thing to put into a serious apocalyptic game. Cause it's like, here's a, an artifact of the past where it's kind of like, it's trying like a corporation trying to put a cheery image on a really grim subject yes. and and you there you could do that really interestingly and i don't think fallout 3 does it interestingly at all it's just a kind of it you get that dissonance but not not in a good way in a bad way uh and that's a very hard like in their defense that's an extremely hard line to 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 kind of try to walk across but it's it, they don't they don't do it right in my opinion uh, yeah and it is it is very difficult to do but you also have you can't give them too much credit because two games before it had already walked that line yeah. i think like perfectly <laughs> and then after they failed obsidian basically walked it perfectly again yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not when you have that model and you know how to manage theme it's not impossible but bethesda has never been good really sure. at doing that since morland you're totally right uh like bringing up fallout new vegas like just another company using that engine and using that setting and doing it totally better in every way. Uh, <laughs> kind yeah. of, that kind of put Bethesda in their place, I feel. Uh, like the, the Before this trailer came out, I basically said to myself, I know that Fallout 4 is going to be developed by Bethesda. The only thing that will make me care is if it's a totally new engine and it doesn't look like it's yep. a totally well, new we engine. Well, we said that. So we said it last said it. podcast. Yes, we did. It was the night before the morning of the trailer being shown and we were like you know if they if they've take taken like five years or whatever however long it's taken for this game to be developed and they still use that shitty old engine like that will be unbelievable and we we just won't be interested and then bam and some people are like well it looks like it might be a new engine no the lighting looks better but yeah the rest it looks it's clearly the same yeah and and you can tell like yeah they've upgraded it significantly like you go back and you look at fallout 3 and it looks like awful like that engine is totally dated uh the, the lighting especially um so they've definitely updated it in in some really drastic ways but you can also see the 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 basic limitations of the engine that everyone's very aware of and has been aware of since oblivion where like animations are really unnatural and stilted and jerky okay 
they they created this trailer specifically to show it's the first glimpse of the game. This is the best they have to offer. You know, they're specifically creating things for this trailer, like the dog's animations. And and the dog is still jerking around and stuff <laughs> and looking stilted. And, and his muddy the muddy textures of its hair and just and the and the shadows they've they've completely redone the lighting system but it still looks like a game from at least like yeah, 3 people, or 4 years ago and people are going to yell at you well you know who knows yeah. if they actually will but people will yell at people expressing the same opinion <laughs> because they'll say oh you know it's not about how it looks it's about yeah. the story and the world but Bethesda doesn't do that well like you know, exactly they make pretty ostensibly pretty stamp sandboxes that are fun to walk around in and, and poke around in. And yeah. you know, if it's the same shit, I can't be interested. And, 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 and in my opinion, the fact that they haven't bothered to upgrade the engine is, is it's, it's a sign of the, their overall kind of philosophy and development, which from my, like to me, it seems like, their philosophy has always been, let's do what's good enough mm-hmm. rather than, you know, let's try to blow people's minds. Because, I mean, I don't blame them because people people's minds get blown anyway because they have such a low standard. Like, people looked at that trailer and someone on my Twitter timeline said uh, that they were excited about the Fallout trailer. And, and, and I asked them, what are they excited about? And they said, it's colorful. And it's like, <laughs> yep. that's your standard now. Like, what are you doing? Go play yeah. The Witcher. Go play The Witcher, and then and then set your standard there for RPGs. Period. Uh, like we've been talking a lot about Fallout, but this is worth mentioning. It looks like the same kind of environment too, like the same kind of wasteland. Yeah, which is with it's, more it's, urban, it's never. I think. It's yeah, but only slightly. Like when you look at the changes from Fallout One to Two, Fallout One was shortly after the nukes. Everything was just desolate, barren. By the second. It's it's a whole. It's only like one generation later, but there's sprawling bureaucracies and governments, and everything is different. And then if we just ignore Fallout Three, you go to New Vegas, and then you know there's irrigation, and people are living lives in a city again. And this looks just like Fallout Three, or very close to it, but slightly more urban. I mean, yeah, I don't know. The urban, the urban areas looked. (laughs) <laughs> the urban areas looked more interesting to me than they ever did in Fallout 3. Like, there looked like there was more going on there, at least. Um, yes, I, I thought that those true. evoked Fallout New Vegas. But it, they did show parts of the wasteland, which, you're right, looked pretty much... I saw people who were examining the trailer, they got excited when they saw vegetation was a thing. Like, there were some trees and stuff. And so that meant that there was a different... It was a completely different, like... I don't know style of wasteland, but it looked very similar to me and and still pretty uninteresting. I just I can't get excited for that game, and I, and and I I wish people would set their standard higher because you have games with a much much lower, and I'm thinking of one in particular, and you know what I'm thinking of with much lower budgets, much lower budgets, and they look better, they're better acted, they're better animated, they're better at everything than these games, and yet people still set their bar so low for getting excited for these Bethesda... I just, Bethesda, I just, I've been saying it for years, I don't think they're good at making games. And I, I, I feel like that's a really bad thing to say about anyone, but like, I think it's, I think it's a problem on a uh, systematic level rather than like the individual level, because 
I've mentioned this before, so I'll just say it really quickly. You had Skyrim that came out, and and it had a lot of issues, and it what it just wasn't to me a very fun game, not a very interesting game. And then like a, a week later, they showed all of these mods that the developers they 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 said they we let the developers do whatever they want for a week, and the developers came out with all of this shit that worked just as well as the rest of the stuff in the game works. In just a week, they created stuff like mounted combat. And, and vampires and shit. And like, just like stuff that should have been in the game that wasn't. And that it only took individual developers a week to make. And it's like, see what happens when you let your developers do what they want? Like, like give them some freedom? Like, I feel like they're, they're probably, I think that they that the game is largely designed in the hands of, of a few people and, and, and they're probably, they're delegated I, I, I don't, tasks I, strictly, like, this is all, probably. Yeah. It's all conjecture, but that's that's the impression I get that that like you get these you have these creative leads that probably just aren't very Todd good Howard. at their jobs. It's just Todd Howard, maybe. Basically. Yeah, maybe. It, maybe well, it's I mean, just there's him. people below him, but he's always the one, you know, showing the product. He's not that charismatic a guy. It's not like he's put out there to to. I mean, he seems like a minds. nice guy, but I don't know. Yeah, he, he kind. I guess he, he. The famous one is if you go and and look up Oblivion. Uh, demonstration, like type and Google Oblivion. Uh, what did they call it? The AI system that they had. I would just say Oblivion AI. They had Radiant AI for Skyrim. Radiant AI. Remember. That was it. Is that uh, did they called it that for Oblivion too? I think that's what they called it for Oblivion. And they had like they were talking about it so much. Like, and this was just a few months before the game came out. They were like, every character is going to have a, a schedule and they're going to interact with each other and trade with each other and da 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 and all this stuff. And they had a video demonstration that Todd Howard was putting on. Of of the kinds of things that Radiant AI could do, and you look at that, and you look at the final game, and it's all lies. Yeah. Not only does it seem like it's probably scripted as hell, but they 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 came out and they said like, yeah, we had to tone down the Radiant AI because like the towns were just killing each other, like they would just kill, they would be completely killed off because they would get in this giant fight because the Radiant AI would screw up, and, and it's like you basically lied to us, and 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 it, in the end they had people walking around and they would go to bed and they would go maybe to the store and then maybe like to the bar and then go home. And no, it, that was it. Um, yeah, Todd Howard specifically is notorious for yeah. lying. You see about, that mountain, you can climb it, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Uh, anyway. So yeah. So we're, we're here to tell you that fallout four is bad and you're wrong about it being good. <laughs> Six uh, out of 10 case closed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll see there. Will, there will be a long fallout four demonstration at E3 guaranteed yep. so we'll see hours. more of it yeah yeah um, and actually just because well we still have people listening and we'll say it again at the end but today this day june 14th uh we're going to be doing live commentary of the bethesda conference yes and we're going to tweet that link out and it's going to be live tonight so look forward to that so you can hear you can hear all of our negative opinions about everything that happens uh <laughs> but uh yeah, that the only other thing that I predict that's going to be uh, the, all that stuff is pretty much confirmed. Uh, what I predict that's going to be at Bethesda's E3 conference, there's only one thing. Uh, I think that there's going to be an Elder Scrolls teaser, probably not any kind of gameplay footage or anything like that. I would not be surprised if they like ended it with some kind of like for uh, for Skyrim they had like a, a a really good teaser where they panned across like this wall that shows like the lore of the dragon mm-hmm. shouter or whatever, all that stuff. And it was really good. Didn't show any gameplay or anything. I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. And, and, and the next year's E3 will show an Elder Scrolls game. Uh, 
It, and I would also not be surprised if that's not at all a thing and won't happen for years, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it happened right now. So that's my prediction. Yeah, and as far as new engines go, I guess if they were to make a new engine, they would probably do it for their flagship Elder Scrolls series. So. Yeah, and I doubt they will, because it doesn't seem like they're the kind of company yeah, that would I'm bother to do such a thing. I'm not optimistic at all, but yeah. if, if ever, yeah, yeah, probably that. Uh, and, and also, like... So I talked up Prey 2 like it was going to be a really cool thing. Uh, the footage of Prey 2 that they did show of the game looked like basically kind of a modded uh, Fallout engine, except with, you know, in a different setting. And it just didn't look like it would actually be that much fun. And then maybe that's part of the reason it was canceled. Uh, the only way that I will actually be excited for a Prey 2 or whatever its equivalent is, is if if it looks like they've completely like redone it all, like it's built up from the ground up because the, the things that they showed were kind of disappointing to me. Um, just, just throwing that out there. Uh, so that's Bethesda's conference. Um, tomorrow morning, uh, very early, we get a Microsoft conference and this one, yes, we do. this one is a little confusing. There's a lot of questions up in the air with Microsoft. Uh, first We've of all, in a season of E3 leaks, they've, been keeping things tight yeah they've been keeping things tight and they've been doing a really weird thing where from what i've heard i have i can't say this for sure but uh, from what i've heard they've come out and they've announced stuff that won't be at e3 like instead of announcing anything that will be at e3 they've announced stuff like this won't be at e3 this won't be at e3 and two of those in particular um actually no i think uh, i can only think of i think there are two but i can only think of one right now the other one i think was kind of inconsequential um crackdown 2 which was a trailer, a CGI trailer was at E3 last year. They, I think they came out and said that won't be at E3 this year, which is kind of weird and surprising and disappointing to me because Crackdown was awesome. <laughs> um, although it'll probably be, it'll probably be Xbox exclusive. So I don't know. Hold on. I, I'm confused now. I could have sworn they made, no, I guess they I, didn't I, make another Crackdown game. What am I they thinking made, they, did they, they make like a they spinoff? Made, they made a Crackdown spinoff in the same crack world as Crackdown on the same engine, and it was like a zombie game, and it was not good. People did not like it at all. Okay, that might be what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it, it just, it just, that was just, they completely didn't realize what made Crackdown fun, I think. <laughs> that was fun, and I did like that they uh, released like a really fleshed out cheat system as DLC. It was free. Um, called yeah. Keys to the City. That was so fun because that was a really good idea. It, like it just completely removes the kind of Rockstar style limitations on cheats, where you got to enter it in the phone and things like that. It just gives you a menu and you choose ridiculous cheats from the menu. Yeah, it was it was a very classic way of like kind of bringing a PC thing to the console, where like you always get these PC like I guess you could just call them like cheat engines or no trainers. It was kind of like a trainer almost. It wasn't quite as extensive as a trainer, but it. But yeah. Okay, it, I, I looked it up. Um, Crackdown 2 actually did come out, and then this one oh, doesn't really have an official 2? title. Uh, okay. Yeah, the director of the original Crackdown didn't work on Crackdown 2 at all. Yeah. He didn't have any input on it. Uh, and it wasn't now, a good game. He does get control over this, this new Crackdown. So that could be exciting. I'm, I'm not going to buy an Xbox One for it, but no. you know, maybe I, I think they are someday far it. in the future. I think in the in the spirit of recent video games, they are calling it Crackdown. Crackdown, yes. <laughs> that's, so, the, that's the new thing. Jeff Gerstmann of Giant Bomb suggested that they should put the Halo 5 beta in the Crackdown disc. Oh, um, that would be so cool. <laughs> but Halo great. 5 comes out like 
this, this year, year I think yeah and nobody's excited for it because fuck the new halos um, maybe halo 6 they should do yeah maybe <laughs> um and then uh you're going to have the Call of Duty demonstration that you always have at Microsoft. It's going to be about 15 minutes, and about halfway through, it'll it'll skip forward in time, and it'll say, in the interest of time, nothing to say about Call of Duty. Um, there will probably, I imagine, it, it seems like Microsoft, so there was an Oculus uh, kind of conference that they did a couple of days ago. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think anyone saw it coming. Like they just suddenly held a press conference, and they showed the final Oculus product. We should actually talk about this because there's a lot to talk about. They showed the final Oculus product and they announced that it would be shipping with an Xbox One controller, which hmm. I think it's just something where I think Microsoft approached Oculus and said, you don't have to pay anything to ship your product with our controllers and they're just trying to be relevant or something because there's no other reason for them to do this because you would imagine the demographic that's buying Oculus already has a controller that they use with their PC. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, that's a really weird thing to me. I hope it, I hope that's not being factored into the final price. Uh, there's also some other really weird decisions that they made. Like the Oculus has earphones. Does it? Um, yeah. And they look really, really cheap. Like they look like I'm the kind of thing that would be on that. an Xbox Is it headset. Built in? Yeah. Uh, I, I hope I, they're probably removable. I would imagine. God damn it! I would. I would. I would hope that they would realize that people would want to use their headphones. That again, the target demographic already has headphones for their PC. Um, that people would want to use their headphones instead of these cheap little things. They're like they're like over the ear, but oh, not I'm all the way over them, the I ear. See. Yeah, it just okay, looks they really look cheap. Like they could be detachable. Yeah, they look like that to me too. So I, I but but it's weird that they would decide to put that in. Like that's gonna just raise the price of manufacturing. Like I don't know why they would do that. Uh, it, that was a bad decision. Um, and then they're also gonna have a a set of controllers um, that, that are separately purchased that are specifically designed for the Oculus. One for each hand, uh, where it's it's motion detected, and they each has a joystick and buttons and triggers and stuff. Um, I've heard a lot of negative stuff about them. I Ooh. I thought they looked really interesting. I thought they looked like a really good idea. I'm looking at I'm looking at all this now, and it does look kind of interesting. But I think they bit off more than they could chew. Yes, I mean, this is just I I just wanted a virtual reality headset. Exactly. That's it. I don't want anything else. I don't want the bundled controller or the headphones or the touchy butchy. You know, yep. just I I want a headset. But yeah. it looks like okay. I'm looking at the site, and they also announced something called the Gear VR. Um, Samsung Galaxy, Samsung Gear VR powered by Oculus turns your Samsung Galaxy Note 4 S6 or S6 Edge into a portable oh. next gen virtual reality system. Yeah, what have you heard of like Google Cardboard? No, what? Google it's like Cardboard? a thing where you can like you can kind of like make your own headset kind of thing. Like it's a really cheap. Uh, little. I think the Google one is literally made out of cardboard, and you put it in front of your eyes, like it covered, like it's just like you make your own little headset kind of thing, and you put lenses in there, and you can use your smartphone as like a cheap VR. It's stupid. Just don't okay. even worry about it. So it's not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's not a thing. Um, it's not a thing that that will be competing with Oculus at all. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's it's made by Oculus, but yeah, yeah it exactly. It's a cheap thing that you can try out VR. I guess is the idea, but uh. I think there was also another VR thing that was announced recently. Like, there's gonna, there's a lot of people entering that market. Um, but as far as Oculus go, I completely agree with you. They're, the the business direction they've gone with that product seems completely backwards and 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 just 
not even realizing their tar- what their target demographic is. And, and they didn't just... announce a price. What the fuck? No, they didn't. That was weird too. Uh, they announced quarter one, 2016 release date. I feel like if they'd forgotten about the controller and, and all that shit that they're, they're, they're apparently developing alongside it, if they had just shipped the original thing, they could probably get it out in 2015 and, and be ahead on the market, which they should be because they were the first ones, like the first serious entries into the market. They should be the, the they should take advantage of that and, and get out first. But it doesn't, I don't know. It's really weird. Cause I, they, they include the controller and the ear shit. I just want a cheaper thing. That's it. I'm yeah. not going to buy it if it's so expensive. Somebody else will inevitably make a similar product that's cheaper, so I'll just buy yeah. that. It's really weird that they've done that. And and also, if they came out long before any of the other VR competitors did, then, then I would be more tempted to buy it even if it was slightly more expensive because it's like, well, they're my only option and I want to try this out. But I, yeah, they're really perplexing as a company. I mean, the whole thing being sold to Facebook and all that, it's always been weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that that will show up. Oculus will show up at Xbox. I think that they're going to be demonstrating games on that and stuff. And it's going to be really interesting to, to watch these companies try to demonstrate VR because it's impossible to do without a VR headset, <laughs> you know. Um, but I know they that... They might try weirdest- that uh, disastrous... You ever do you remember that YouTube feature they added for like a couple months where you could turn 3D on yes. and like split the image and you had to cross your eyes? They <laughs> won't do that again. That stage. No, of course um, not. They, uh, the oh, Oculus, I, God, I, I almost forgot to mention this. The stupidest thing at the Oculus conference, and this this might this might be the stupidest thing at E3. Like if you can count this in the E3 thing, it will be hard to top this. The first thing that they showed being played on the Oculus, like they showed a little video clip of someone playing the Oculus and demonstrating, you know, how it loses your head and all. It was someone playing a racing game. They were playing the racing game in third person. And they showed, yes, but wait. It was being played on a virtual television in a virtual living room. And so they were sitting in a virtual living room in their Oculus headset and they'd look around and they could look around at the living room and then and they could look at the little TV on the wall in the virtual living room and play the game in the virtual living room. It was that's the fucking stupid. The stupidest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. It was ridiculous. And Show people some laughed. Vistas. Show and, some grand vistas. And so they showed this short little clip of someone playing that and 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 it cuts back to the stage and and people are laughing. <laughs> and I think that they were laughing at it, at the stupidity of it all. But then the guy, like the guy on stage, like awkwardly said, like, uh, I guess you're laughing because the girl crashed because <laughs> she crashed the car. It was, oh, my God, it was so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really geez. glad I remembered to mention that because, God, that might win the stupidity of E3. Uh, but we'll see if that that will probably show up at Microsoft. I also think that maybe Tony Hawk 5 might show up at, at Microsoft because that seems like something that they would take under I their wing. So that was a uh, good series until well, it will show up. Motion shit. It will show up at E3. I just think it'll show up in Microsoft conference. Uh, I think it's been confirmed that like Tony Hawk will be there and all that stuff. Um, and then I think they're, they're re- I think they're remaking the original gears of war. Uh, I would that. I, I mean, I seems, won't have an Xbox one, but I would. It seems, that. It seems early to remake the first yeah, I mean, like, that game, like, just doesn't seem all that dated to me. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I just haven't seen it in a while. Maybe I, it just seems like well, the graphics aren't dated enough to remake the game. 
it seems early to do a remake. It doesn't seem early to do a remaster. <laughs> if they remaster the whole collection, I guess maybe. I don't know. I only played the uh, the first one, so. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I played like the second one. I don't think I played the third. I don't know. Nobody. I don't think anyone really cares that much about Years of War beyond the first one. Like the first one was a huge hit, and yeah, uh, it it was the best looking thing on consoles when it came out. If they did an HD remake and 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 said like it's available on Windows 10, then I would I would totally be all over that. Like sure, um, that'd be cool. But well, yeah, now they're trying to to make Xbox like their brand they're trying to windows gaming yeah i think they're trying to kind of merge like xbox with windows which Mm -hmm. i think is cool i think that's a good idea if it lets me play xbox games on pc then exactly great yeah uh and and if the integration is okay and and i i think i think they're gonna half-ass it though i think they'll probably do like you have to own an xbox to play the xbox games on your pc and it'll be maybe like some kind of streaming thing or something that's just really half-assed but if they go all the way with it and they just say like, "All right, our Xbox and our PC is basically the same thing," and Xbox is just like a console of, that we sell, that that would be cool. Um, because I think that, and I don't think that would be a bad business decision either. Because I think that's two separate demographics, and you're not going to be like stealing anything away from either one. I, I I don't feel like so. I I hope they go that direction. If they do go that direction, I would expect this E3 to be largely focused on that, on like Windows mm-hmm. 10 and and that integration. But uh. We'll see. A lot of mystery around that one. Uh, yep. So, next up, EA. Uh, Yay! There's going to be, I guess, a Battlefront demonstration, uh, which will be Battlefield with with Star Wars people. And, and I said this on, I think I said this on the solo podcast, or maybe I said this on a stream somewhere. I would be totally happy with what they're doing with Battlefront if it was if it was Battlefield colon Battle or Battlefield colon Star Wars or something, uh, but the fact that they're turning the Battlefront game into a Battlefield game is kind of sad. It's totally expected, but sad. Uh, yep. It also sounds like there's not going to be a lot of content, and they're, they're going to DLC it to death. But that's also expected. I played so much of the second one on my PS2. Yeah, that was a good game. So. Don't get don't look forward to Battlefront. Um <laughs> I'll resist the temptation. Uh and then uh I imagine Near's Edge will be at, at EA's conference. It was there last year, but not very much gameplay or yeah, anything. Yeah, they just showed the uh the like the we are the developers and we work in a yeah. white place with lots of bright <laughs> white panels. And here's and some and here's some assets that might just be from the first Mirror's Edge, and we, you can't really tell. Uh, yeah, they did that with Mass Effect, and they did that they did that with Battlefront. Last year's EA conference was the most disappointing thing in the world. Like everything that people wanted to see was just shown like in a oh, really the weird feels. Like, uh... like here's here's the developers and here's assets of the game. It was really it was weird. Um, I do hope they have Mass Effect Four to show. Yeah. Um, I've heard that there's some details about the game. I don't know if they've been announced or leaked, but I think it's going to be like a prequel. I think it's going to be like an origin story of Faith and stuff. Actually, I think they were hinting at that last year where like they showed her getting the tattoo around her eye and stuff. Whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't think the story's that big of a deal when it comes to Mirror's Edge. Uh, but a new Mirror's Edge game, I'm looking forward to that at least. And 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 people are like being really. Uh, <laughs> half joking about like turning it into like almost like a first person shooter with like lots of guns and stuff, but I I don't think they'll do that. So uh, I, I have a little more faith in them than that. <laughs> uh, 
Nice. I think they realize what made Mirror's Edge popular, so they'll they'll do that again. Basically, uh, we're gonna have lots of sports games, of course. Uh, you're gonna they're gonna show off the women of FIFA. Um, you know that's gonna happen. Not not much to say about any of that. Uh, I assume they'll show Need for Speed, whatever they're gonna call it, Need for Speed Underground. It's Did gonna be a say. It's just Need for Speed. Probably it's gonna be Need for Speed. Yeah, we we talked about that. Yeah, uh, but it's definitely going to be an underground spiritual successor, and so that that looks neat. And then uh, I was rewatched. I was kind of skimming through the conferences of last year, and I I completely forgot that this was a thing. Criterion had one of those little weird developers developer interview stuff where they show assets, <laughs> um, and it was a game that they were creating. Criterion made uh, Burnout Paradise, which was a, a widely loved game. They're they're planning on making some kind of like. I guess like free, like sandbox, not free, not free to play, but sandbox, uh, like stunt, I guess that's the only way I can say it, like stunt game thing where like you can be on an ATV, you can fly a helicopter, you can wingsuit, you can, I, there's not much to know about it. There was just a small thing they did at the, at the conference that they didn't show any gameplay or anything, but they say the whole thing is going to be in first person and you're going to just be like, doing whatever the hell you want and going off jumps on various vehicles and just crazy shit happening. And it looks like, it looks like just, it looks like a really fun, stupid game. And, uh, that, I hope they show a lot of that because I, I think that that looks like a lot of fun. Um, it, 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 it just looks like really stupid in a great way. Um, so that's EA. <laughs> I, I think EA's it's pretty easy to expect what, what you're going to get, get from EA. Um, and then, Later on in the afternoon, I think we'll be able to live commentate this one. Uh, Ubisoft. Uh, Woo. Ubisoft Assassin's has always... Creed Syndicate. Yeah. yeah. Ubisoft has always, to me, had the most impressive uh, EA... I mean, E3 showings. And then the really? most disappointing games. Yeah. That's... Okay. Well, I mean, maybe cool. compared to, like, EA, but... Well, think Jesus, about it. They, I, I think this fucking suck. Like they had Aisha Tyler going up there trying to make had, jokes. And... I'm talking about the games though, Watch Dogs. Like that was Ubisoft, you know. And that in like, 2012, I mean, that blew people away. I think that was 2013. That Whatever. Was, like the people keep comparing to the 2012 downgrade. Like that blew people now they away. Had, lately, they've had those like faux multiplayer chats. Yeah, but but the games still looked really impressive, even with their faux multiplayer. Like that shit is really stupid. Don't get me wrong. I went back and watched that. Uh, they had, they had that for the division and for siege. Um, but both of those games actually look really good. And I think the way that they demonstrate them is, is really silly and annoying, but it does a good job of kind of demonstrating like, here's how you play the game. And here's kind of our philosophical ideal of what the game is going to be, even though it obviously isn't going to turn out that way. That's the thing about Ubisoft. It's like, you have to keep your expectations so restrained. Cause like, like for the division, for example, you have them kind of slowly exploring this area and like figuring out what happened to the area. And, and then like ha- they set up this like ambush on a few guys and you just know, is not actually going to be that way? Like they're so cautious and like they're setting up their plan and all that. And like actually playing it is going to be just running in and shooting and all that shit. And it's just, it, I don't know. That's the division's going to be at e- E3 and it's going to not look as good as it did last year because last year's gameplay demonstration, I have determined is completely fake. Like 100%. Like nobody was playing that game. 
Uh, they had a guy with a controller out on stage and they faked the whole thing. I, I am 100% positive. Like, I just know it. Like, you can just go back and look at that and you can tell. And, um, and, and they're going to downgrade those graphics so much because it's going to be a console game and, and just, ugh. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be less egregious though this year. Like, they'll, cause that was so controversial in the last year specifically from so many different so- companies, but Ubisoft especially. They I was, clearly must have learned something from Unity because Unity hit them hard financially. Yeah. I have a separate document here of my E3 predictions that I was going to get to later. I'll go ahead and spoil one of them, though. Uh, one of my predictions, and I, I, I have an easy category and a hard category of, like, these are likely to be true and these are less likely to be true but are, you know, ambitious little predictions. So under my uh, under my easy prediction list, I have... Ubisoft apology slash acknowledgement. I I predict that Ubisoft will come out on stage and say something about how disastrous their last year has been, uh, and 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 it'll be subtle. They won't like harp on it or anything, but they'll kind of say they'll say something about it, even if it's just alluding to it. Because uh, I I feel like they have to they have to say something about how ridiculously mm. bad everything was, and they're going to make a pointed effort to show the games how they actually are and not bullshit them too much, which is why I'm saying that the division is going to look much worse than it did last year, because they're going to try to portray the game and how it actually is, because there's so much backlash uh, from last year. Uh, It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to watch. Yes. Or, you know... Or not. Tragic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Assassin's Creed is going to look like Assassin's Creed. This is the real prediction the real place to put your money down on how many assassin's creed games will they announce i don't think they're doing like a last gen and a next gen version like they did last year i think it's just going to be Assassin's Creed. you always have spin-offs there's always spin-offs if they do another assassin's creed version it'll be like one of their like mobile only like vita games or whatever and it won't be that's what i'm talking about how like how many assassin's creed franchise products i think there'll be one but I wouldn't really? be I wouldn't be surprised to see two, but I think there'll be one. I'm I'm putting mine on down on two. I think, I it's think that be they would two be Assassin's Creed things. And I think like, it would be incredibly arrogant for them to to announce two Assassin's Creed games after Unity. after That's after true. Unity happened. That we'll would be see. so arrogant. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't well, mean they it won't happen. They announced Syndicate like the week after. <laughs> they Unity did. Came they did out, do that. So. Well, they didn't call it syndicate. I, although I think there was, I think they they were forced into that because of the leaks or something. I don't know. We'll see. That that'll be. Oh my god, that could be a complete disaster. Um, we'll see. They're we'll also going to show. They're also going to show Siege, which has already been in beta and stuff, and uh, I think it comes out pretty soon. Uh, Siege actually looks pretty neat to me. I I like the idea of that game. People are saying it's a little too ambitious. The beta had mixed feelings. Um, I I just like the idea of what they're doing with that game with like attack and defend and lots of options and very kind of strategical. Uh, they've, they've, they've kind of portrayed that game as almost like an esports thing. Like it's five versus five and you've got a very CSGO style, like HUD on top of like how many people have died and stuff. Uh, I don't think it'll ever reach the esports scene, but I would love to watch that game competitively played where people are actually like communicating and like, setting up plans and stuff because it, it feels like that's the only way that that game is actually interesting and that playing it on a public server just doesn't work <laughs> um in much the same way as like say csgo but uh 
we'll see. I don't know. I, I like I like that they're doing something ambitious with that game rather than just creating a stereotypical first person shooter. And and it's kind of funny because they in the beta they had a sprint key, and I assume they'll leave this in. The sprint key made you go maybe like ten percent faster. Like it it almost did nothing. Well, and I think like the Ryu thing that irritates me more almost. I. Well, it irritates me because I know the reason it's in there. I know that they had they had focus groups playing the game and complaining that there was no sprint key and that you move too slow. And they said, well, we can't have people move fast because that'll ruin what we've created. Like, it just doesn't work in this game style. But we want to appeal to that market, at least. So let's add a... So corporate says... Just put a sprint key in there. You got to put a sprint key. That's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to sprint, you know. Every other first-person shooter has it, so you have to have it. So they put a sprint key in there, and they made it do almost nothing, literally nothing. And uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. It doesn't really affect the game that much, so whatever. But like, it, it's obnoxious that they have to do that. But it's kind of funny too, and just whatever. I, I try not to get too worked up about that shit. But it, it, it's that is definitely like almost definitely what happened <laughs> in the development of that game. Um, but yeah. So that's Ubisoft. Uh, I assume there's going to be more than that. I, they'll probably announce a new IP or two, pretty major ones. Uh, some kind of like, probably some kind of like Far Cry style game that isn't going to be Far Cry, I would assume. Or maybe like standalone spinoff or something. I don't know. We'll see. There'll be something, something, some kind of surprise there. And you're going to have Aisha Tyler and hopefully she won't say anything about Girlwood. And all of the games will be good. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm excited to use Uplay. on Uplay. Yeah, uh, the the best the best system there is for downloading your games and playing them on the PC. Now, uh, here's something I am excited for, and uh, well, I guess it's in the other section, but we may I might as well mention it now because I'm not really excited about anything fucking else. Uh, Kojima, a new Kojima edited trailer. Uh, yes, Final Gear Solid Five is coming. That I, I'm really excited for that, even though it's not going to be new information about the game. Will there be some? It might be some, but yeah. There's actually, there's going to be a lot because you learn so much about like the story and the tone there's, from this. We might as well get this out of the way now. There's kind of a lot to say about Metal Gear Solid Five right now. I don't know if you've heard about it all though. Um, they have they allowed a select few people to play the game for like hours, just play the beginning of the game, um, and they were under. They were under uh, what you would call it for a while, NDAs, and now they're allowed to talk about it. And people are still trying to be kind of vague about it because they don't want to spoil it. And I've been tr- trying to avoid spoilers, so I haven't heard everything there is to hear about it. But um, there, the, the the most glaring uh, point that people have made about it is that Snake talks almost not at all in the entire first few hours of this game, like. Like, like the extent of his voice acting can almost be summed up as when you stop the horse, he goes, whoa. <laughs> and that people shout at him and talk at him, and he doesn't respond, and it's kind of off-putting. It's such a different game. I'm worried, though. Uh, uh, so here's know. the theory. Here's, here's, I think there's three options here of what's going on. First, and what I think is the most likely option, is... Konami wanted a big star to be in Metal Gear Solid so that it would sell well. And Kiefer Sutherland's popular not only in Japan, but also in the U.S. And they knew that his name being on it would be huge. And so they got him 
They didn't have the budget because they don't have a big priority on large budget games. This is the last one they're ever going to make. And so they couldn't pay him as much as they would like to, to be able to do the amount of lines that they want to do with him. So that he, so he actually doesn't have very many lines and he's not, not a silent protagonist, but very few talking lines. Uh, that's one theory. The other theory is, uh, it's, this one's also likely and could coincide with the first theory in, in my head. Um, Snake in this game is a different character than he was in, in, you know, Metal Gear Solid 3. He's been through some shit. Yes. So he's so he's he's not talkative. He's he's in his own head, and that's part of his progression from a protagonist to an antagonist. That, that could coincide with the first one. You know, you could have like not very many speaking lines. So that's kind of what you do with the character. Whatever. I think, I think it's none of the above. Theory number three. You got a third. Okay, go for it. Theory number three, and this is not what you're thinking. I know. David Hayter is going to show up no. <laughs> a third of the way through the game and actually be Snake, and the protagonist that people think is Snake is some kind of clone or image in Snake's head or something. And it was all a big ruse by Kojima, and David Hayter is actually Snake. And that would coincide with the hospital thing that they showed a year or two ago where he's being led around by the guy in the bandaged head and they 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 extracted the bandaged head guy's voice and it's Kiefer Sutherland and the snake character never talks in that trailer uh so you know there's some there's some legs i'm just saying okay. there's some legs behind so, that theory this is my theory my theory is you know, there's probably a little bit of the Sutherland thing, but remember, they're using the same voice actor in the Japanese version that they've always been using. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, I think it has more to do with the type of game it is. So unlike The Witcher, where there's characters and little sub-stories everywhere, most of the characters that you interact with in the main world of, like the open world of Metal Gear Solid Five, are nameless guards. And, you know, you, they're not voiced characters so a lot of the game is just going to be you walking around looking at not scripted planned things like in the other metal gears where you'd walk down a hallway and they could know what you're about to see and have a radio conversation about it or a codec conversation about it sure this is going to be you wandering around and it would be pretty jarring if snake is like this talkative chatty kathy and then it's just hours and hours at a time where he says nothing at all because there's nothing to say. Yeah. I think by making him a little quieter, it accomplishes the, the goal of making it more serious and gritty while also kind of the bigger issue, I think, is keeping the tone where it needs to be gameplay-wise. I mean, we know from Ground Zeroes that there's a far less emphasis on codec talks. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, that theory is very likely. It's just... I want a lot. I mean, Metal Gear Solid. Part of what people love about those games, and part about what I, part of what I love about those games, is the ridiculous storytelling and long cutscenes and stuff. I, I kind of like that stuff. Uh, I like it too, but I, I just don't think it's a money thing because even though it is their last thing, I don't know how long they were planning that because all that happened really abruptly, and they paid for the Fox engine. Konami yeah. footed the bill for that, and they only ever are going to get to use it for one game now, basically. Yeah, there could so, have been some big shift after the development yeah, started. I, I don't think it's. Decided. I think it's more intentionally planned that way than like some yeah. unfortunate accident of the development process. But you do know that Kojima 
just because he's consumer, uh, he has something up his sleeve. There's some something. There's going to be some ruse. There's going to be something big. There, there always is. Yeah. And 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 the hospital scene alone kind of points to that because yeah, there's, there's some crazy shit happening in that. There is. Like, there's going to be all kinds of cool twists and everything, but I don't know if it's going to be a ruse per se. Yeah, I don't like the I don't like the theories that are oh it's not actually snake oh it's a clone yeah. it's the, the it's a dream it's all a dream like there's no faster way to undermine all the impact of a story than to do some stupid shit like that sure it sounds cool on but a, it would on a that image that's, board post. that's what Metal Gear Solid's all about though is hey this sounds really cool this would be a cool thing to do and that, the- that's what like this the fourth one is about. Yeah. Like Metal Gear Solid Two had one thing like that, but it was a really interesting play on expectations, and it was unique for its time too. And it was more than just oh, it's all a simulation or something. It was you know there was a, an importance to playing a snake and then not playing a snake. Yeah, what possible importance could there be to oh, you're a fucking clone the whole time. You're literally <laughs> nobody. Wow, Hong Kong. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I'm. I'm just. I, that game is still such a mystery, even with people talking about the first few hours they've played. It's still so mysterious about like w- what exactly the story is and all that. Like it's just that. That uh, is promising to me. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I like con- the confusion and the and uh, and I don't think Kojima's gonna be at E3. Like I think that sense. he's. I think he has said as such, and uh, I guess that kind of makes sense. But at the same time, it's kind of weird because it's like you know he does those kinds of things. Um, I don't know. This, yeah, this probably will be the only one he doesn't show up at if he yeah. continues to make games. Or maybe, you know, or maybe he'll he, show up and it'll he be a big be, surprise. If he went to be at E three, what could he do? Like he can't yeah. talk about Konami. He can't be at a Konami show. He can't like. Uh, yeah, it is weird. It is a awkward. Game. I feel like the tension between Konami and and Kojima has lift, lifted a little bit, though. Like, I mean, there's, again. Yeah. there's and there's more like the Konami and Metal Gear Solid and Kojima. There's more those those names are being seen together more now than they were, you know, when that shit first went down. But uh, I don't know. Right, we'll see. Uh, that's gonna be fun. Um, and then Sony tomorrow night. We'll also be able to live commentate that one. Is that your dog in the background? No, that's a drill. Oh, it sounds like howling. I know, or a pipe. I don't know if it's a drill or a pipe. It's one of the two. <laughs> it's really weird sounding. Anyway, uh, Sony, they're going to show... <laughs> Uncharted! Yeah, I just showed Uncharted. Uh, yeah. I'm I excited. For Uncharted? I hope... They did announce the... Uh... Trilogy collection too on PS4, right? Um, I'm pretty sure they did. I think I think that's happening or something like that. Yeah, because I only played the first one on PS3. So I haven't played any. Of I, I've heard that the second is like really good, and the third is better than the first, or maybe not. I don't know, but I heard the second is great. So yeah. I'm excited to play that, and I'm also excited for the fourth one because the first one was good. The gameplay demo of the fourth one was pretty fantastic. They did a great yeah. job. Uh, yeah. It looks there's a lot of stuff going on, and it looks like a lot of fun. And I don't think they were really bullshitting either. Cause no, no, the I first didn't. one even had some of that, and it was and none of it quite a bit more linear than I heard the second is. Yeah, and none of it was like inconceivable or anything. You know, yeah. like it, it wasn't 
it wasn't ridiculous. Um, so that'll be that'll be fun. That that's that's like that is definitely their big thing. Like that's Sony's thing this year. Uh, they've they've got the big advertisement on the conference hall or whatever. Like they, that's huge. Uh, so they'll spend a lot of time with Uncharted. I have no idea. That's the only thing I put under Sony because I have well, no idea what else they have. Shuhei, Shuhei Yoshida announced the um, the Bloodborne DLC. They might have something to show for yeah, that. Yeah, I assume they'll have that, but that won't be a huge like. It'll be Bloodborne DLC. I mean, it's DLC, you know. Well, uh, no, because it's it's Miyazaki DLC, and or at least for me, I don't know business wise. Maybe it's not a big deal, but Artorias of the Abyss was maybe the best part of Dark Souls. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. Sure, I, I just don't think they'll they'll dedicate a huge amount of time to it. Yeah, that's that's probably true. That Uncharted uh, is their baby, and that's what they're putting. Have out. you seen the Dark Souls three leaked screenshots? I did, I did. That could be at Sony. I heard the rumors that Miyazaki would direct it. I don't think that's true at all, um, because that, no that would idea. be ridiculous. And I'm pretty sure, like, it just doesn't make sense that he was directing Bloodborne full-time since Arturius of the Abyss, and he had time to get a third Dark Souls game up to where it is. Like, that just doesn't make sense. It makes more sense that the Dark Souls 2 team, after finishing Dark Souls 2, started working on Dark Souls 3. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that he directed both. I don't know what his... I know his level of involvement is he he does micromanage a little bit. Like, he, like it's, I know he, like, designs some of the monsters yeah. and all that, but, like... It's not impossible. I think it's incredibly unlikely. Yeah. But I'm a little less worried about the B team this time around. Because from what I heard, and I'm not sure how reliable this is, but I'm pretty sure they started with one director and brought on a second one at some point during the project and diminished the role of that first director. And then the hmm. DLCs, which I think were significantly better than the base game, were directed by that second director. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that's so much hearsay and but if that guy's doing the the third Dark Souls game, you know, it's not going to be as good as the original most likely, but it, it would probably, probably be, be more competent than Dark Souls 2. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy it. I mean, I bought Dark Souls 2 yeah, Dark Souls even 2 after was, hearing the bad things. It was worth buying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to buy Dark Souls 3 probably. Yeah. All right. Uh so I don't know. Is there anything else to say about Sony? I, I, anything that you've heard of? Like I don't know. Not really. I'm. I am excited for what they'll show, just to have more games for my Bloodborne box. Uh, yeah. I mean that that isn't enough to fill a conference. What we just talked about. I mean, Uncharted is the big one, but a single DLC and maybe Dark Souls Three isn't. Yeah. So. Though there will probably be more, and I'm, I'm just there. I just want any exclusives at all. There will be a big new ip i i I can almost guarantee it oh and last last guardian rumors are worth yeah mentioning again i mean um who knows it's not likely so every year every year the last guardian people come dig up stuff that might be evidence that it's coming to e3 and everyone says well this is the year you know i mean if they're gonna do it this is the year that they're gonna do it and so the exact same thing is being said this year and just just to be contrarian my prediction on the Last Guardian at E3 is it's not going to be there. I don't think it's going to be there either. I'm just, yeah. you know, they we did receive word about it for the first time in a long yes, time. Yes, it has been confirmed that it's been work, being worked on. Um, yes, and when the name trademark expired or whatever happened, we talked about it, but I don't remember the logistics. 
but they reconfirmed that even though that happened, the project is still on. Yeah. So who knows? I don't think so, but maybe. I yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Sure, it wouldn't surprise me if it's at Sony. It would excite me, but not surprise me because again, they, they there's not much that they've announced, and so you know that would be a thing that they could announce. Um, Yes. But uh, I think they're doing a Ratchet and Clank new yeah. game and yeah. a tie-in with a movie. It's really weird, like the thing that they've got going. It's kind of neat, actually. I've never um, played a Ratchet and Clank, but I'll probably play this one. Yeah, me either. PS4 exclusive. I have heard very good things about the series. It seems fun. Um, they, they they're tying in a movie that looks almost exactly like the game. Like you can't tell the difference between the game footage and the movie, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, although the movie will probably be terrible. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo. I'm just gonna let you take Nintendo. I don't know anything. Well, I don't about got them. much to say about it. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it's Nintendo. There's. That's Tuesday be, morning, by the way. Probably a new Mario game, party, cart. I I don't know. I mean, yeah. they already did the Smash thing, which is the biggest, uh, the biggest thing I was, you know, looking forward to. Splatoon. There will probably be more Splatoon content. Yeah. Uh. Let me just drudge up some rumors here. The Zelda will not be there. They've announced that, apparently. Yes. Zelda will not be made. Which, to me, is very surprising. It is strange. But with their direct model and their them sort of downplaying E3 more and more each year, you know, uh, so whatever. They've also announced that they're not going to show whatever new hardware they're working on. Uh, they've announced that there is hardware they're working on, which I predict is going to be some kind of mobile and console hybrid. I don't know in what form that'll take, but it will be some kind of hybrid that will be the next generation of not only past the Wii U, but also past the uh, 3DS. So that's my prediction, but, hope, but not going to be at E3, apparently. I hope that they uh, announce a Metroid game. I've heard very strong rumors about that. I really hope they do, because that, it was so strong, and then they fucked it and left it alone, Yeah, and they just need to bring it back, just and then there's get it to somebody else. Star Fox rumors um, that are almost a little more than rumors, because it showed, I think last year they showed a little clip of one of the Nintendo directors, and he was playing something on the Wii U that was blurred out, and you could still see the horizon on the game was like tilting left and right. And so it was like, well, this looks a lot like Star Fox. <laughs> um, so I think, I think that might be a thing that they show. Yeah. Uh, that, the Star Fox thing was the first rumor listed here. Yeah. That seems a little more credible. And plus we know it's been being worked on. Yeah. Well, it might just be as small as what they showed of the Zelda last year. Right. Because that, in fact, during it's almost that, likely during that, that they be... were talking to each other and uh, Miyamoto mentioned the Star Fox game he's working on, so we'll probably get some teaser for it, I guess. There's going to be a lot of weird talking between, like, Reggie and Miyamoto and all that. Like, they like to talk to each other and make weird little jokes. And st- Nintendo's that just was, such a weird yeah. company. That was so funny. When it is. I mean, it's really entertaining. It's, re- talk to each other. it's entertaining, were- and it's oddly self-aware. Yeah. Uh, they were making jabs at one another, like... Uh, yeah. Miyamoto was kind of talking shit about how empty the world looked, and <laughs> the guy's like, "Well, we're still making it." And well, it was funny. Yeah, uh, that is a that is a weird thing they they do, and that'll be fun to watch. Uh, yeah. But I have no idea what they're going to talk about. Um, and the uh, Nintendo World Championships, the like revived 
thing. You know that old old thing that was in the movie The Wizard where they no. the Nintendo World Championships and that's where they announced Super Mario Brothers three and it was this big deal. It was like a video game tournament. It was like back in the nineties. And uh or maybe it's late eighties, I don't really remember. But anyway, they're doing it again this year and that's going on now. Yeah. Nintendo's surprisingly in touch with their competitive market. Yeah, they. Um, I was listening to an interview with the composer for Donkey Kong Country, and he was brought back to do Tropical Freeze, which is a game that I actually just did pick up and started playing. Um, but he was brought back to do the music for Tropical Freeze, and he was talking about what the development culture uh, there is, it, is. It's either... Um, David Wise. Yes, David Wise. And Grant Kirkhope's the other one. Grant Kirkhope, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he did 64, but mm-hmm. not any other Donkey Kongs. But uh, he was talking about the they actively push the nostalgia that they they want the developers of the latest installments to be very aware of the nostalgic legacy yeah. and everything. So they they're aware of it and they're seem to be successful with it. So Yeah, Nintendo they're weird and they make some very odd decisions that I kind of scratch my head at. They continue to be successful and I feel like they know what they're doing. <laughs> so good for them. Uh, so Square Enix has a conference. Yes. Deus Ex is going to be there. I have no idea what else. One can only hope they show the a teaser for the latest Life is Strange episode. <laughs> you know, they'll probably only be hope. Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, that, I guess. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, because uh, they had the beta and shit of that, Yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I don't know anything about Final Fantasy, so no, whatever. I, I am really, really, really looking forward to the next Deus Ex game because I loved Human Revolution. Uh, that's actually one of my Human favorite Revolution games of great. all time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so looking Deus forward to that Ex, a lot. The original Deus Ex was great, but it, it did age quite yep. a bit. And I, I don't know if it's confirmed that Deus Ex is going to be there, but Deus Ex is going to be there. Uh, it better be. And I don't know. A Drift is going to be a game that's going to show up at E3 somewhere because it's a thing that was at E3 last year. It is kind of like an indie game developed by the guy who had... No, the guy who had the public breakdown, meltdown, uh, the Microsoft PR guy. Um, Fuck, what is his name? God damn it. I should have have, have written down his name, but yeah, he's going to do that. Drift actually looks neat. It's like Gravity, the game. Like you, uh, you're you're a person in an abandoned space station and you float around in space and try to stay alive and it looks actually pretty cool uh so good for him i guess for oh and it's supposed to be a metaphorical uh it's supposed to be a metaphor for for how he felt after he was fired from microsoft uh <laughs> so drift there you go the cruel <laughs> we yeah. probably will see the uh the gun some update from the gun home people with their space thing great <laughs> um uh, great so I want to I want to I'll do this quickly, but I've written down a bunch of predictions for E3 that that, that are just kind of uncategorized. Um, that I didn't want to. Rapid wanna... fire, let's go. Yeah, rapid fire. Uh, I'll I'll start with easy and then I'll move on to hard. So easy predictions. <clears throat> uh, I already I already said this one. The division will have a live demo that looks not as good as last year. Um, Assassin's Creed will try to distract people from its recent history. By heavily featuring women in its trailer and gameplay, and pushing the social justice angle, uh, I think that they're, I think that is at least rumored that they're going to have like a male and female protagonist that you switch between. So they're going to they're going to be all over that 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 feminist angle. Uh, 
especially after last year, people complained about women characters or whatever. Like broken age, but uh, steampunk. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I already I already said Ubisoft will have an apology or acknowledgement of their past. Uh, Nathan Drake will almost fall, but manage to hold on no less than five times. Um, Battlefront. Mm, that's I don't know about that. Five times. We're going to count it. Battlefront will have either blue or red dot sights. <laughs> Which, god damn it. Um, okay. Tony Hawk will appear on stage. I don't think that's a very hard one to predict. And uh, Mirror's Edge and FIFA. EA is going to push the feminist angle also. Uh, they're going to focus a lot on how Mirror's Edge is feminist and how FIFA is going to have women, and they're not going to say the word feminist, but they're going to push that angle right, right. to appease people. That's my easy predictions. Now, my hard predictions. Yeah. Yes, my hard predictions that are a little less plausible, but also plausible still. Fallout 4 will, will, will have loading screen-free indoor environments. You will be able to seamlessly go indoors, and, uh, and people are going to clap and cheer about it, and it's going to be sad. Um, <laughs> the Last Guardian will not appear at E3. Uh, this one's more hope than prediction. Red Dead Redemption will be announced on PC. And maybe there'll be a sequel. That, uh, okay, I'd upgrade that from hard. That's like really like March prediction. I don't know. You had GTA Five, you know. I mean, it's a different company, but, but still. The, and also, the history of Rockstar San Diego makes that next yeah, thing possible. I know. As far as this, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, LA Noir appeared on PC. Plus, they said, well, it did, but did they develop that? I think so. What that San Diego? I don't. Think I don't know. That. It's time for them to make a new game, though, and it could be Red Dead Two. So, or it won't be Red Dead Two. It'll be yeah, Red that, Dead Revengeance or something. That I would call a hard one because a uh, hard less than Death March or whatever. But yeah, like because they said that they still saw value in it as a oh franchise. for sure. It was very obviously. vague. Yeah, and they obviously do. I mean, yeah, they, they should. didn't dismiss the possibility. Of I want that game so bad. Uh, I do as well, that would be amazing. Uh, I already said this one. New Outer Scrolls game will be very subtly teased. Um, I put Prey 2 on here because it was before they made the Prey 2 announcement. Um, or not announcement, but leak. Uh, Mass Effect, this should be under easy. Mass Effect, I don't know why I put that under hard. Mass Effect will be at, at, at E3. Uh, Ubisoft, during their conference, people will curse no less than 10 times. Uh, that seems easy. Okay. I should we'll Tyler talks like a sailor during those conferences. Yeah. Um... I've never counted before, so maybe I am underestimating it. I don't know. Uh, here's a hard one that would be really interesting. Connect will not be mentioned a single time at the Microsoft Ooh. conference. Ooh, that one. I'm, I'm, I, that would be an interesting one. I want to bet on that one. You know, that'll be. Are you uh, that's sure? A, Are you? Sure oh, I'm not, not sure. Of course, try- I'm not. No, I'm, I know you're not sure, but <laughs> d- don't you think it's inevitable that they're going to trot out some Just Dance? Thing. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that keeps that like in the hard category is that there's yeah. there's a there's a very good possibility that they'll have some kind of dance or kids game or something that's for Connect, and that, or that or that there's some CEO that's saying like, well, we can't just completely abandon it. We have to, you know, we have to show something, you know, because people bought this thing. We have to show them that it's still valuable. Uh, so no. it's unlikely that it won't be mentioned, but it would be fascinating if it now wasn't here's mentioned. my question and this will be very hard to count but 
how many times, if you had to ballpark it, how many times are we going to say the phrase, it's all about the games, will be mentioned <laughs> by anyone at the conference? Or some know. variant, some variant of that. If I were to make a drinking game, which I did for my, the last few years, but I probably won't this time. Uh, if I were to make a drinking game, that would be on there. And um, I already mentioned this on Twitter. Uh, HD remakes and franchise collections, I count those. I take shoddy every time one of those appears because there's going to be a ton of those. And, uh, and and words that I've always included in my other ones is like innovative and, and next gen and all that Cutting shit. Edge. God damn. Yeah, that's, it's, it's always full of that stuff. Uh, although maybe they're starting to be aware of well, it. Why don't we... Okay, so let's take Cutting Edge though, and make it a little harder so you don't die and call it Bleeding Edge. If anybody says Bleeding, bleeding Edge... edge. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> that would warrant That would warrant. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, this one's ballpark. This one's just... I just threw this one in here. Sony, at their conference, is going to say the phrase, and it's available right now. That's just ballpark, you know? If it happens, then I win a million dollars, you know? So we'll see. I, oh, and uh, Kojima's there. That's my last hard prediction. I, it's Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I think more people are going to do it. Nintendo already has. Yeah. That, they, Nintendo's kind of known for it now, though. With like the Nintendo Direct, they do that like almost every time, don't they? Like They're like, and here's yeah. your DLC. And, and it's like, here it is. Yeah, uh, I guess Sony is less likely. Yeah, I think Sony Sony did it with PT last year, and I feel like they might do it again with something. They'll just be like, and it's available right now on PSN stores. So we'll see. That's Here's my, my hard prediction. All right. Kojima himself will independently No, no, okay. Say it. He's anyway. still he's still working for Konami, so I think this yeah. is even harder than hard. But here's my harder than hard <laughs> This might prediction. be next year's prediction. Yeah. Kojima will go rogue. And independently <laughs> announce a future project that has nothing to do with Metal Gear or Konami. That's next year. Yeah. Well, because he's still got Metal Gear Solid to worry about. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that should. I think that'll be coming at some point. He'll just yeah. announce some. I can see independent. that. Okay, here, okay. Here's the nightmare prediction: <laughs> the million dollar prize. Kojima launches a Kickstarter. Oh my god! <laughs> Why did you even say that? <laughs> well, I, w- I would trust him. I would trust him with. I would also trust him, but I just, just <laughs> goddamn it, that would be so. It feels uh, gross, doesn't it? To, it does. To imagine. I I can't imagine that though. Like Kojima just doesn't seem like the type. He's no. Really? I I just can't I don't know see about it. That. I mean, he he needs if he's going to do something in the future, he needs money to do it. How many and Japanese developers have you seen? Uh, use Kickstarter. The the most prominent Kickstarted project, Mighty Number no. Nine, or at least the 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 one that sort of started this trend. I thought that was Broken Age. Broken Age was the biggest, but I'm pretty sure Mighty Number no. Nine was before it. Is Mighty Number no. Nine a Japanese? Yeah, you know, yeah, I guess so. You know, well, yeah, it, not not doubting whether it's Japanese or not. It is, yeah. but I. If he's got the Fox engine in his pocket and he owns it and he got burned by Konami, I think it's more likely he'll um, he'll go independent and crowdfund than it is that he'll partner up with another publisher. But here is a yeah. prediction that we should talk about because it was rumored, is the Microsoft Silent Hills thing. 
Yeah. Uh, I find, yeah, I heard about that. Uh, I don't find I it incredible. There's a ton of skepticism, especially about like they, they, they apparently they named a number that was just ridiculous about how much they spent for it. Uh, I find it. I find it. Uh, I'd say the most likely scenario for Kojima is that he ends up at Microsoft or under Microsoft's. You know. You, you know. The most likely. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, he has had relationship a relationship with Microsoft before, as far as like just really simple stuff. Like he showed up at at Xbox conference last year. That was that was where Metal Gear showed up. I think it showed up in two different conferences, but Microsoft was one of them. Uh, the rumors start somewhere, so there's definitely probably talks about Microsoft, you know, buying Fox or buying Silent Hill or whatever, uh, or Kojima. I, I just and and that would be something that they would want for sure. You know, I I just I see that as I see that as being potentially a thing. I could see Silent Hills going there they've because they've lost. Konami wants to. You know they want to pawn that burden off. Yeah, but, Microsoft. You know they recently sold Bungie, and so maybe they're looking for another developer that's that's proven. You know to do developer. good stuff. Yeah. yeah, you know. I I guess I I just don't see Kojima going for that. I mean, he's, I could. He's he's always wanted to get out of video games or do things differently or go into yeah. a different thing, and he's constantly. But that doesn't there's, necessarily. There's never been a better opportunity for him to do that. But Microsoft could provide that opportunity too. They could, they could. I just hope kind of that he doesn't. Yeah, and not just I, I know the what Xbox you mean. One thing. Yeah, I don't think they would. I don't think they would make him develop a game that was exclusive for the Xbox One. I think that would be. I think they would be overstepping their. Like that would just be way. That would be a well, bad PR move. I think. I mean, they they do need exclusive. They need exclusive. It would be but terrible PR. But with big games like that, it's like people just that just breeds resentment because it's like mm-hmm. Kojima is someone that, that has a huge fan base beyond way beyond Xbox. Like I, you know, if anything he has a PlayStation fan base. And so it's just, no, I can't see that. I can't see them making anything exclusive from him. Uh, but you know, it'll be interesting. We'll, we'll see. That's, that's the, that's how to sum up this podcast. It'll be interesting and we'll see. We know nothing. Uh, so let's, let's recap. Or not recap. Let's let's say what we're going to be doing. Yeah, um, uh, we've got tonight. We've got Bethesda's conference. We're going to do a live uh, commentary of that. We're just going to talk over it. Know, that is nine thirty p.m. Eastern time, mm-hmm. eight thirty Central time. So and uh, so almost the normal podcast time, except on a Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I have work tomorrow and the next day, so I'm not going to be able to see the morning. Po- uh, conferences of, of ea and microsoft uh i'm gonna miss those but i'll probably be able to do a live commentary for ubisoft and is it sony yeah ubisoft and sony i think are tomorrow afternoon and then i won't be able to do uh tuesdays either so that's the schedule as far as live commentaries go yep. um and then we're doing i'll be doing the commentaries when whenever sure yeah i can uh, and uh yeah, try to make those. That'd be that'd be that'd be nice. And um, and then we'll do our normal. You know, we'll do episode thirty four. I guess maybe Tuesday night. I don't know if there's anything going on Tuesday night. E three wise, uh, if there is something going on Tuesday night, we'll we'll postpone it till Wednesday. It probably won't matter either way because it'll come out Wednesday officially. Uh, either way, but we'll do an E three recap podcast. Uh, yep. And we'll have a ton to talk about. I'm sure, and it'll be fun. So look forward to all that. Yep, yep, yep. Tune in. All that shit. And we'll be tweeting those links out tonight. 
And mm-hmm. if you're listening later, then who cares? But we'll, and we'll put it on the podcast you, page and all that shit. It'll be a multi-twitch thing, so you'll hear us talking, and then you'll have the stream up at the same time. It'll be super simple, make your life easy. It'll be fun. Um, so see y'all tonight, maybe. Yeah. If you tune in, and uh, and enjoy E3 like we will, I'm sure. Either ironically or yeah. genuinely. <laughs> um, all right. See ya. See ya.